Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 318. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Offroad Andy. Hello. And Tony Katz. Yes, hello. Thank you for tuning I almost, in. I almost said thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment podcast right after this. Got some good stuff to get to today, including uh, that finals game last night. But let's first talk about the NBA. Winding down. Yeah, we got uh, three or four games left here for every team. So uh, by this time next week, we'll be, be over with. We'll have uh, some playoff news. Um, still three teams have not uh, had an over-under result. So I'm going to do a quick update here. Uh, Tony has surpassed me. He is now... 15 and 12. I'm 14 and 13. Sean's 13 and 14. Is so. there a, and so well, that would mean there's what, five games still to be decided if I'm 15 and 12? Three. Three. So there's only 30, 30 games in there, 30 teams in there. Okay. Games. And so what three teams are those? The Chicago mm-hmm. Bulls, who need to win, I think, two more and games. What do we, or, what do we each have on that so we can, so the listeners can know? We all have under. Okay. We all have under. The, no, no, the Bulls need to win out. That's what it is. The Bulls need to win all of their games. Okay. The Wizards need to win two more games to get over, but they're tanking totally. Uh-huh. Um, and then the Spurs need to win all their games to go over. So how's it looking, though, between you and I with those three? So we obviously all have the under in Chicago, so that's going to cancel us out. It's going to come down to the Spurs. So I need the Spurs to hit the over, which means the Spurs need to win out. I don't, uh, I don't think it's going to happen. No, it's not, because they play a... I heard it say they actually do play a good team in there somewhere. I think it's the Mavericks. They play the Mavericks, I believe. You call, you call the Mavericks a good team? I know, I know, I know. A better team than San Antonio. Oh, that's that's exciting. It's always very close between us. In the standings here, um, I think the, the big news is the Lakers and Pelicans just kind of have been very good um, as of late. And they are now, they sit, each of them sit a half game out of the fifth spot, which is actually Clippers and Golden State tied at 41 and 38. Lakers and Pelicans tied at 40 and 38. Um, so if the Lakers went out. They will probably get to that five spot, um, which is dangerous because the Suns have the four spot. Yeah, the Suns are pretty much well locked in there at the four. Um, they've, they've been they haven't lost a game since KD came back, even though he hasn't been doing all that much. Just that uh, they kind of held on to their. Uh, without them, they, they did a good job. Um, but yeah, it's that, that five, six, seven, and eight right now are really close. That's four spots separated by half a game. Uh, Clippers Lakers play tomorrow, and That'll it's, be a, it's crazy event. that how the Clippers have owned the Lakers in, for the last decade, but you know, they haven't, they haven't lost yet this season, and I don't think they lost it last year. Yeah, Ty Lue is undefeated against the Lakers so far in his career. And this is, but this is the big one. So if the Lakers win today, which they're likely to do, uh, they'll be tied, which just seems crazy. You know, even two weeks ago, we we're like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's but, been a wild season. Uh, the Clippers lost two games on the road against good teams uh, to Memphis and, and New Orleans, and they found themselves in a, in a really rough situation. Um, but they're also in a situation where they just need to win the games. They uh, they finish with Portland and Phoenix, who. Phoenix won't be playing for anything that last game, so they should be able to win that one. 
Uh, but it is, it, it, it makes me nervous. I don't want to, I don't want to lose to the Lakers, of course, but I don't want to finish in the playing game either. My nightmare is playing in that playing game and having to play the Lakers in that playing game, which seems like that's not going to happen. That one of them is going to get into that top six. Uh, but it's, it's certainly possible that they finish seventh and eighth. Um, yeah, and then Minnesota had had a really rough stretch. They kind of seemed like they turned the season around, um, but they got they all got sick. That's the story. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but it was the biggest upset in thirty years by. Um, I did see that point spread. Yeah, nineteen. I guess it got all the way up to nineteen and a half. So Portland was without like their entire team. I mean, if, you know what's crazy about that is like they were nineteen point underdogs to Minnesota, who was the nine seed. It's like what would they have been? if they were playing in Milwaukee, you know what I mean? Like how, how high were we going to make this spread? You know what I mean? Like that's pretty a wild thing to think about. Yeah. So it was only, they won by two, but um, yeah, I mean, these are guys I've never even heard of. That, they that came back the, too. They were down by four going into the fourth. I mean, you had, you had uh, Jimmy Butler Jr. Or, <laughs> I don't know. John Butler Jr. Not a guy I know. Um, so that guy looks like, or was he Shannon Sharp? <laughs> well, this guy was the lottery pick. He's good. Shaden Sharp, but he's only 19. From Kentucky? Okay. Yeah. So he's going to be good probably. And then, uh, uh, Sean Mays? I don't know. Who's this? Skyler Mays, I think. Skyler Mays. Okay. LSU. He was solid LSU. LSU. Um, Kevin Knox, remember, from Kentucky back in the Is day. That but, the, and Thibel, he's always played some good defense. Yeah, he's but a defensive look, guy. Yeah, he scored well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he plays defense. But look at that. Go back over there. Three steals. That's okay. what he does. I told you, Andy. He's a defender. Uh, but, yeah, just kind of crazy that they were able to pull that off when Minnesota is like it's, they're in desperate times right now. Um, right now they're ninth, and they're two games uh, ahead of the Mavericks, who are the 11th place team right now. So uh, the, the T-Wolves, Thunder, and Mavericks are competing for those last two spots. Uh, and it'll be a huge disappointment if Dallas doesn't get in there. That They made the Kyrie deal. They thought not, not just to get them into the playoffs, but to make them a true contender in the West. And it's like they're not even close. So. Uh, pretty horrible, miserable season for them. Yeah, that's actually really crazy to think about. Yeah, because uh, they were. I remember when they made that trade; they were the favorites. They were the second favorites to win the West behind uh, Phoenix because they made the trade for Durant. They were even ahead of Denver and Memphis and everybody. And now they might not make it. And I was hearing rumors that uh, there's talks that <clears throat> they might shut down Kyrie and Luca the rest of the way, or maybe the last two games. Maybe it depends what happens in their next game. Because uh, if they get the 11 seed, then they don't have to. Their pick is protected from the New York Knicks, part of that Jalen Brunson deal. So I don't know what's going to end up happening. It's kind of crazy to think that they'd be willing to to shut it down this early. Because I mean, if they went out, they they might sneak in a play-in game. And then they could be dangerous still if they get the play-in game. Yeah, I don't like the play-in at all. Like if I'm, oh, yeah. it's every team could beat each other and. Um, it's it's one game, even though if you're you're seventh or eighth, it's two games. It's still every series is one game, and uh, yeah, the Clippers got screwed by it last year, and I feel like they get screwed by it again if they they fall in there. But I don't know. Like I've already I've already accepted the fact that the Clippers aren't they're not going to win a first round matchup. I don't think um, they're certainly not going to win the championship. But I don't want them to lose out of the of the reg, the real playoffs again because of this stupid fucking rule. Um, it's, it's, it's a terrible, terrible idea. I hate it. I hated it when it was announced and it just keeps, you know, disappointing me. Um, yeah. In the, in the East, 
I think we're we're almost pretty locked in here with who the play-in teams are going to be. Uh, the Bulls, Raptors, and Hawks are separated by one game, so uh, seeding does matter there. Uh, the Heat are seventh, and they're two games out of sixth right now, so they could still catch Brooklyn, but um, I don't know, probably unlikely. So that's kind of disappointing for the Heat. They uh, what they were in the finals two years ago, and then were like the number one seed, and then went to Game Seven last year. Uh, and now here they are in the play-in tournament here, but I don't know. I don't think I don't think it matters. I don't think Miami was is going to do any damage in the Eastern Conference playoffs. I think we've got a clear cut top three. Um, yeah, the only question is, can Cleveland or or the Knicks actually give us a good series against Milwaukee? In that second round, or Milwaukee, just be like we're, we're veterans. We know I, what we're doing. I think they could. I, I, I like a good series. Like I mean, I think a series that could definitely go six. I don't know if any of those series go seven, but you know, the, both those teams have playmakers. I mean, and they play good defense, and in the playoffs, they let more play. They let more go. So maybe a team that has some tall, physical bodies like Cleveland can bang around with a team like Milwaukee. Maybe they give Giannis a little bit of trouble down low or something. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, Cleveland's 31-9 and nine at home this year. So, I mean, all I got to do is maybe win one road game, and then all of a sudden you're one of the best home records in the NBA. I mean, 31-9 and has got to be one of the top three best home records in all the NBA, I would assume, right? Or at least it's up there. You got the, their 31-9, Denver 33-7, and seven, uh, Milwaukee 31-8. and eight. Memphis Grizzlies, 34 and 6, which is the best. And Golden State, I forget about Golden State because they're rough. It's worth noting one more time. Golden State, <clears throat> with three games to go, are 32 and 8 at home and 9 and 30 on the road. I- I'm gonna have to say, I'm gonna take a wild guess in all of the NBA history. That's gotta be the biggest difference in home and road record in a single season. I can't imagine there's ever been a time where a team has gone has lost less than 10 road home games and won less than 10 road games or about 10. I mean, they get, looks like they have two more on the road. So my guess is they'll win at least one of those. And now those two road games are against uh, Sacramento and Portland. So Portland, I would imagine for sure they'll, they'll, they'll win. Uh, Sacramento could be tough if they're still fighting for something. Well, that last game, uh, what could be interesting is Golden State might decide they don't want the five seed. If that's in play, and try to go over the six. Yeah, that's that's something they thought they accused the Clippers of doing. Well, and here's the, the thing. Lakers might do that. So. Here's the what I think is even more significant about that for Sacramento. I mean, for the, the Golden State, excuse me, is because they would get to play Sacramento, which is an hour and a half drive from yeah from their uh, their arena. So that's almost basically a home game. Still, they will have a lot of Golden State Golden State fans will travel that hour and a half. But again, this is also the first time in to the Golden State fans. That's not going to be an hour and a half. They actually already built the bullet train. We just don't have access to it as normal oh, people, good. you know. So, well, anyway, that's where all Silicon Valley Bank money. This is where to. I will actually though change that. Is that Sacramento? This is their first time in the playoffs, and what was it? Sixteen year drought they broke. Those fans are going to be hyped and ready. I don't care who Sacramento plays game one. They're winning game one, Sacramento of the playoff of their playoff round because that stadium, Arco Arena, used to be the loudest stadium when it was back in the early two thousands when they had Bibby and. Weber and Stoyakovich and all those guys, that arena was loud and those fans were rowdy. Cowbells. It's coming back and they're gonna they're gonna be excited. They haven't been to the playoffs 16 years. You know, we're talking 2007 ish. 
So they're going to be, they're going to be, uh, they're going to be ready. So I would tell that to whoever doesn't matter if they play Clippers, Lakers, Golden State. I think Sacramento takes care of business game one. Not saying they'll win that series, but game one. I think they'll take care of business. Look for them to fall game two. All right. That's your early Tony's take. Take. We're not there yet. Next week, we can uh, see how that works out. Uh, but the, at the other end of the scale, uh, Detroit has a two and a half game lead uh, for last place. So uh, they'll probably get the best lottery. Well, actually, okay. Remember, the lottery odds have flattened. So. Uh, being the worst doesn't mean anything anymore. You just want to be in the bottom yeah, three. Top three, right? Yeah, So or bottom three, whichever way you look at it. And I think that's pretty much clinched. So San Antonio, Houston, and Detroit uh, are going to finish in the in the bottom three there. Um, and then you've got Charlotte and Portland, Indiana, Orlando, uh, all, all right there behind. So um, that's why you see like the new flattening lottery odds also incentivizes teams uh, to tank pretty heavily, the teams that were like okay, like like Washington and Orlando and Indiana, and even Utah here. Utah's like, if hey, if we could get down to like, you know, seventh worst, we'll have like an eight percent chance. And uh, everyone wants to get Victor Wembanyama. He's uh, a unique He's tearing player. it up out there. Yeah, it's a it's a big big prospect out there. Um, literally, very very big man. Um. Yeah, next week we will have a much clearer picture here. I think it'll be all. Let me confirm when these games are. Sunday is when it ends. Yeah. So, yeah, next week we'll know. Yep, this Sunday, yeah, we will know by next week what is going on in the NBA. It is exciting. All right, uh, should we talk about college? Yeah, uh, I think we got some good action out of this Final Four. Uh, I think UConn kind of maybe ruined uh, the, the whole thing, but uh, the first game, Florida Atlantic, San Diego State, was fun. San Diego State had a nice I comeback. Enjoyed the, I enjoyed that game. Yeah, a great buzzer beater. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun seeing like two like veteran teams, smaller schools, uh, really you know playing well and going at it, and um, that's what it's all about. That's what we want to see in college, the college basketball tournament. But then, yeah, UConn in the games they played just kind of controlled the whole thing. That, that first game was never really competitive. It wasn't a blowout, but it was like, yeah, UConn's got this, and eventually they're just going to, you know, strangle out the uh, the opponent there. And uh, I didn't even watch the second half of that game. Uh, I think Tony said he didn't watch the second half of that. I did either. UConn, UConn, Miami. No, yeah, I did not. But I, uh, yeah. And then the national championship game happened, and it was a very, very similar type of game. Just UConn, I think, did get up by like 18 or something at one point, uh, but it was mostly like a 12 point game on average, like pretty much the entire way. Um, aside from a nice opening from San Diego State, which uh, was enjoyable, but um, I think I think Tony called it. He was <clears throat> yep. watching it. One of the things I said was that what was going to hurt San Diego State was because their offense, their tremendous defense. They're like the number one rated defensive efficiency team. But I said what was going to hurt them was that their offense goes cold a lot. And I said against UConn, the way they've been playing national championship, you can't go cold. They started out the gates hot, like Andy said, 10 points in the first like three and a half minutes. And then they went cold. They went 11 and a half minutes about without one field goal. And in that stretch, they got five points all from the free throw line. And you can, at that time, they were still only down by like six, seven, eight points. But that was, you know, what hurt them. And then UConn started going on a little run. Then you could tell UConn started playing with a little bit of confidence. 
got up by as much as 16 in the first half. And then at halftime, I believe only up by 12. And then uh, San Diego battled and they cut it down to a, a five point game with 519 to go. And then Jordan Hawkins, right? Jordan Hawkins, that is first name, hit a three pointer that very next possession to go up by eight. And it just felt like that three took the sails right back out of San Diego state, because then I think they, they came up empty the next possession. And then I want to say just like that, UConn got back up by 10. And then Andy and I noticed it right after that was then San Diego state started playing almost scared again. They started forcing stuff and it was, it was done. They just looked awful like that, got away from what brought them back in the game. And, uh, that was it, and it was ended up being a 59-76 UConn final. They won every single game in the tournament by double digits, covered the spread in all the games, and they're your national champions. And Sonogo got a MVP, and it was just a great game. Uh, the team played well, and they're very deep. Uh, it was just a good, a good all-around squad, and good squads win you championships over those one-and-done freshmen, a lot of talented freshmen a lot of times. Yeah, I mean, we, we were talking about what are the NBA prospects for any of these guys. I think they do have three guys that are expected to be drafted, but none of them like in the top 20. So I think uh, Jackson, Hawkins, and Sonogo are all like NBA prospects, but they're not top 10 guys, top 15 guys. So yeah, uh, it helps to just have those guys kind of wait around and then, you know, they're upperclassmen. I mean, I'm going to check. Are they all? Let's see. Hawkins is, only, is a sophomore, and then the other two are juniors, so. They're in their 20s, at least. You're not playing with uh, 19-year-olds. Yeah, very good. Well, it uh, concludes the college basketball season. Was a uh, Definitely not surprised that this was the year where we had a very random tournament, where we had a 16 beat a 1. We had a 15 in the Sweet 16. We had a 9 seed in the Final Four. We had a 5 seed in San Diego State in the Finals. You know, it, 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 would, it would be this season something like that happened. And it, it did. And it was, it was fun. Yeah, but in the end, uh, a, a program that has had a lot of historical success ended up winning. So it's a maybe a little bit of a disappointment at the end. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was fun to see you know Florida Atlantic program yeah, that uh, didn't even exist. That's uh, UConn's fifth championship in, since 1999, I believe, or 98. I think it was yeah 98. I think it was five in 25 years they've had, which is pretty. That's pretty good. There's, you know, alrighty, yeah, not bad. All right, should we talk about some uh, hockey? Yeah, we want to just give a quick uh, standings update. Uh, in the East, we still have the Boston Bruins dominating with 125 points. Uh, and then you've got the Carolina Hurricanes with 107. And then the New Jersey Devils are currently at, sitting at three with 104. Toronto Maple Leafs with 100. Or the New York Rangers with 101. And then the Maple Leafs with 100. And then Tampa Bay with 96. Those are your first six. And then the wild card spot is tight. Uh, the New York Islanders have three games left and are currently sitting at the seventh spot with 87 points. The Pittsburgh Penguins have four games left and they're currently sitting at the eighth spot with 86 points. The Florida Panthers have four games left and they're currently on the outside looking in with 85 points and then hanging on for dear life by a thread. The Buffalo Sabres, who actually have the most games left with six, uh, have 81 points. And then I guess Ottawa technically is still alive with 80 points with uh, with four games left, but uh, it's going to be a, t- a tight race there, especially between uh, New York, Pittsburgh, and the Panthers. So uh, that'll be fun. And then moving on to the West, we've got the Vegas Golden Knights with 103 points, the LA Kings with 100, 
Dallas Stars and Minnesota, both with 98. Uh, Edmonton Oilers, 99. Uh, Colorado Avalanche, 96. And then the teams on the, the wild card, we got Seattle Kraken with, four, with five games left, sitting with 92 points. Winnipeg Jets with four games left, sitting at 89 points. And then here's where the race gets tight. With four games left, the Calgary Flames with 87 points. And then with five games left, the Nashville Predators with 84 points. So definitely going to be a tight race between Winnipeg, Calgary, and Nashville. It's looking like Seattle's giving themselves a little bit of breathing room considering they've played one game less than the two teams behind them, and they have four points. So Seattle probably going to be good enough to sneak in, but uh, Winnipeg and Calgary uh, will be a really tight finish. So what's crazy is that the hockey playoffs are always kind of wild, but this Western Conference is super condensed. You see, like, the number one seed here – 103 points and the second wild card 89 compared yeah. to the east where boston has 125 points <laughs> well, and Bo- pittsburgh has 86 boston's about to like break the record this but year. even if you say take carolina 107 and pittsburgh 86 is a is a bigger much yeah. bigger spread than yeah so the two the two through uh eight spread in the east is way bigger than the one through eight spread yeah, in the West. Yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna it's gonna be an exciting playoffs on both ends because there's potential to be some great great matchups, especially in the East. The East is so strong with honestly with Bruins, Carolina, the New Jersey and New York, and then Toronto. You ought to respect, and then you, you, <clears throat> you got to respect Tampa Bay. They've won the Eastern Conference, I believe, three straight seasons now. But they've won the East. They won that back to back years. Then they got there last year, I believe, and lost to Colorado. So. They are just very good. So, yeah, that was uh, our hockey update. And we will have, uh, I believe, also uh, this the season for NHL I f- might end this week. I don't know when is the – if we can <clears throat> pull that up when the last when the last games are. It looks like it is Thursday. So the NHL season will conclude next week. So by the time we speak to you next, we will – Basically, be down to the really final game where it'll we'll basically know like that wild card spot, like what's going to happen, who they're playing, and the outcome at that point. So that'll be fun. But uh, yeah, that's it for NHL. And uh, yeah, all right. Well, uh, as these seasons end, we have new ones begin. Uh, let's talk about baseball. All right, Andy just uh, <laughs> a really freaky moment. I thought he just saw a ghost or something. I saw something but, weird uh, looking on the screen, but I, I only saw the second half. I suppose. Okay, well, okay. Don't, don't do that to us. But uh, anyway, uh, we? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're lost right now. But okay, baseball season has begun. Uh, and yeah, what do, you, what do you have for us? You have the, some, the, some this numbers? is all I've, yeah, I do have some numbers for us. So obviously, as we know this year, we've got the pitch clock. And on top of the pitch clock, there's no more shifting. We talked about that. You can't have an infielder out on the outfield also. So early on in the season, we talked about that some of these games could be high scoring early on. Well, they have been, and I've noticed it opening day when everybody's got their aces going, the over-unders went like seven and seven or something. So it was right down the middle, but I noticed it seemed like as teams started pitching their middle of the pack pitchers, their three and four hitter pitchers, games got higher scoring. And yesterday the over-unders went 13, one and one. Absolutely wild. I couldn't imagine if you were somebody that had the only under. You know, whoever took the Orioles and Rangers at a 2-0 final, I feel for you. But uh, a couple of the numbers that I noticed that I heard that was kind of crazy was that 
through, and of course, this is obviously a very small sample size, but the numbers, you know, numbers don't lie. Last year, through the first four games in the MLB, between every every team in the MLB, there was 29 successful stolen base attempts. Okay. This year through four games, how many successful stolen base attempts do you think there's been, Andy? 14. <laughs> What'd you say? 14? No. I don't know. It's it's more. Because, I know it's more, but it seems okay. like that seems way too high. It's, it's like 29 seems good already. That's no, like 70. Oh my God. 70 stolen bases already. Uh, All right. This this season with the uh, yeah Andy was just counting them that was just five in one game from today from one team so yeah it's a uh, more action is going on and uh, I'm talking about like team batting average last year through four games the average uh, batting average for a team was or like the average but not for a team but the average batting average for a person I believe they said was like two thirty five and this year it's two forty five so I mean you're gonna see more averages go up you're gonna see Definitely more stolen bases. Uh, it's and this is what the fans have wanted. It's games getting done quicker, and you're seeing more action. You're seeing more runs. You're seeing more steals. Uh, it's been it's been good so far. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, what uh, what are your thoughts so far, Andy? With this early sample size of the MLB season, what have you seen? Anything you've seen you've liked? You dislike? Uh, it's, it's it's hard to see anything when baseball doesn't allow you to watch any of the <laughs> games. That is true. Yeah, it's been it's been rough. And this is what Sean has said forever, and I always piggyback off it, but it's just crazy that they make it so difficult for you to just be able to even watch your home team. It's almost you know? illegal or outlawed or something. Yeah, and I was uh, listening to this one of these podcasts I listen to every morning. These guys live in Vegas, and they were saying that they're the one guy's got all the MLB games, and they say they black out basically every team that's close to them. They get the... The Angels, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Giants, the A's, and the Diamondbacks and the Rockies or whatever, like all blacked out. But I guess they actually get the actual like San Francisco Giants network. So they're able to watch the games that way. But if you got the MLB package and you get all the games, they said there's literally in Vegas, there's six games that are like blacked out that you can't ever watch their games. So yeah, it's kind of, kind of crazy. It's obnoxious, really. I mean, you should just be allowed to watch like, Fuck Powerade and all these goddamn assholes that are just trying to make money off of this shit. It's annoying. Power, Powerade? <laughs> no, no. I'm just everyone has to make a goddamn buck and wet their beak, and it's like just let the fucking fans watch so that you can continue to sell shit on the commercials. Yeah, I mean they they sold rights deals before everything changed in TV, <clears throat> and it's all going to change again, but probably not for not, not in time. But yeah, I'm I'm even frustrated. Like, there's no national baseball games really anymore uh espn has them but they're all on espn plus which i can't get and then like apple is apple still doing those like friday night games they did last year i didn't even know apple did that to be honest yeah, it was like a disaster but like they got rights to do baseball games it's like yeah I'll probably check right here might show me um but i'm not going to subscribe to apple yeah 11 20 a.m apple tv is showing <laughs> the rangers and cubs uh do they give one in the evening too usually well i thought i saw one you're going to ESPN, no, plus. ESPN plus. Well, that's weird that they're doing an early game. They, we'll go down a little bit more. I thought I, there it is. Okay. I, four, I knew I saw another one at four twenty. Perfect time for those Padres fans. Oh, those little, um, little pot smokers out there too. light up a bowl and watch your uh, Padres and Braves game. Nick Martinez versus undecided. Should yeah. be a good one. I think it's because I cursed Max Freed. I was like, he's going to win Cy Young. And then he gets, and also this Friday is Curry. also our, uh, season date. Our, I mean, I'm so sorry. Home opener for the year. Our local, 
LA Angels of Anaheim, of Costa Mesa, of Newport, of Tustin. Uh, they play with their ace, Patrick Sandoval, on the hill. Great guy to have opening day starter against Chris Bassett and his 24.30 ERA. <laughs> oh, that's a disgusting season so far. Where else can you see these national games? Let's see. Yeah, ESPN has games. Uh, how can they postpone a game wow. already? That's that hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> they knew. <laughs> seen into the future. Looks like there must, must be a, a storm. Yeah, a snowstorm coming to Minnesota. I did see this is the first time we've gone six days uh, into a season without a postponement. So, Ooh. Uh, that's because of the new pitch clock. Games are going quicker. They don't no, want the weather I, to come in. Just weather is I don't know, random. But, well, yeah. weather is random depending on who you ask. You think they're controlling it? I don't think they're controlling it, but I got people I know that do. But that's for another conversation. That's for a late night podcast. So what about like Sunday night baseball? They still do that. Remember that? That was a good, was a good thing. They yeah. do. It's at yeah. four. Okay. It's like four, like four yeah, o'clock, four thirty on Sundays. Yeah, it used to be five o'clock, but now it's earlier. All right. Well, I think that's that's all I got for baseball. Yeah, I don't have much more either. It's uh, early in the season. It's going to be a a good season, though. I think just because of all that stuff, I think it's going to be a lot more excitement. So. uh yeah, if you weren't a, you were just kind of an average baseball fan before, I think this would be the season to try to hop back on the saddle. I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, yeah, that's all. Uh, I think that'll wrap up our baseball. Do we have anything else to chat about, or is we that have the Masters? Oh, of course, the big probably or, the only time more we than just about Easter golf. this weekend. Yeah, no, I usually go over all the big majors. All right, um, but yeah, I let's, pulled this uh, up yesterday. Yeah, let's but... let's uh, throw some odds out there to the people listening with the Masters. So, according to Vegas Insider, uh, Scotty Scheffler and Roy McIlroy are the co-favorites at plus 700. So, um, I think Rory, Rory is kind of a hero now because he's been the one to talk the most shit about. Um, uh, yeah, but he also then had that recent thing about um, wanting to change the balls. I don't know if you saw that. that he's More home runs. I don't blame him. Uh, More home no, runs. Change the he, no, he wants to make the balls um, worse because the drives are too big and it's throwing – Making the golf course so like is fucked up. Let's yeah, play I mean, with like, like wiffle ball. Scotty Scheffler is one of those guys. Scotty Scheffler yeah. drives at like 320 all the Well, time. that's what they're saying is, is if, if people are driving like 340 on certain uh, holes, it just fucks up the entire math of it. So they want to make it so that like it's like human humanly impossible to hit over 320 is I think what, what the standard was. They go back so. to playing with wooden clubs. <laughs> yeah, there's too much. There's so much advancement in technology. Yeah, not just in the clubs, but in the balls themselves. So they're going to try to standardize the ball. So they just can't go that far anymore. Um, and Rory was like all for it. He's like, yeah, let's do it. I want a good game. I don't know. Cause once baseball changes the rules, everyone thinks it's the best yeah. idea to do, but, but yeah, after, after those two, uh, we got John Rom as a uh, closely behind plus 900. And then it's a big gap between pretty much everyone else. Um, so Spieth is, is fourth plus 1600. Everyone's still rooting for him to have like a great comeback because uh, he he started off so strong and then had a, a rough stretch, but still still a good golfer. Um, anyone here on this list, Tony? You're you're interested in? There's Tiger. <clears throat> well, I think, uh, Victor Hovland is going to be playing so with. I was going to say, yeah, I, I do like Victor Hovland. I've always been a big Victor Hovland guy. Uh, Cameron Young, from what I always watch, is does well, but uh, or, I'm sorry, not Cameron Young, Cameron Smith at twenty two to one. I always like him. Here's my thing, like when it comes to like McElroy and Spieth <clears throat> and even John Rahm up there, I just they're always obviously top five guys in these tournaments, but they never win them. Like Scheffler, honestly, it's seven to one. That's worth putting a little something on Scheffler. Scheffler 
has actually been doing very well lately. And uh, I mean, I always like Justin Thomas, but I would say like my top three, you know, just glancing at this really quick, I would say Scheffler, Thomas, and Cameron Smith. Those would be my three guys that if somebody were to like, here's a free thousand dollars to throw on each of those three, like just pick three, I'd be like, all right, give me those three. And yeah, Tiger Woods plus 7,500 right ahead of Tom Kim, which sounds like an English teacher at like a nice high school. Now, I think Sean is was willing to put some money down here. Uh, VJ Singh oh. plus 25,000, you know, I think that's plus 250,000. Um, yeah, it's hard to do it without without commas. Sometimes you get lost. It's been a while um, since we've seen him on the circuit. <laughs> okay, well, what about Jose Maria Olazabal at plus two hundred fifty thousand? You don't remember him? He no. Well, the Fable because he's Spanish. Oh, yeah, Fable. I remember so, VJ Singh. VJ Singh sixty. Um, I don't know when the last time he. Um, Who else is playing? David Duvall. <laughs> uh, probably they. You know, once you win, you get to you get grandfathered in forever. Yeah. So. Uh, there's plenty of older people playing here still. Fred Couples. Oh. He's he's pretty old. Let's see how old well, is Fred Watson. Couples right now. Uh, Fred Couples is 63. About he's going to play. Uh, I don't think he's going to be playing. <clears throat> um, like why not just sign up, you know, like give me the, all that, that swag bag you get, you know, probably get a bunch of uh, Strixon balls and different tees and shit. Be good. Well worth it. Yeah, when did when did Jose Maria Oh Fable win? He's fifty-seven years old, and I feel like it was, it was so recent that he won, but probably not. Uh, Ninety-four, ninety-nine. Pretty recent, there, okay. Andy. Yeah, <laughs> he was always playing though. So I guess when he when he won, it was before my time. Not knowing before I ever saw it, but yeah, he hasn't been competitive in quite a while. Yeah, this is always a fun one to watch. Um, they they pump in that those birds sound by the way uh, just for the listeners at home pay attention those aren't necessarily there yeah I've even this read on a, like a form that the bird sounds they're playing aren't even native to that region of the world um yeah I buy that but why do nerds care about that yeah. So here's an interesting thing. You might be interested in this. Here's the biggest movement in the lines. So so Scheffler opened at plus 1,200. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, here's sense. one. Max Homa. What Ooh. happened there? That's a, that is a big move. So I wonder, though, what I wonder, though, is when did, these, when did this open? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think this opened on Monday. I think this is stuff no, that no. opened up, like, maybe a few months ago, even. Because the Masters is always, like, the biggest one that you can always. The Super Bowl of the golf well, let's just be honest about it that's what it is so according to this scotty scheffler is the uh most bet on nine percent on him wow. so yeah so that is uh this weekend uh our our friend jim nance uh will be back um it's a reference to um last night where he he retired jim nance retired from the final four but of course he's still going to be doing the masters and nfl football but um, he called us his friends. I don't know if you remember. It was very, very nice. I don't know if you believe him, but um, we'll be uh, spending some time with our friend Jim Nance again this uh, this weekend. I think Saturday and Sunday is when uh, he, he does his part of it. Uh, ESPN on Thursdays and Fridays again, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, it's it, it feels like spring now, right? Oh, yeah. The weather is changing. Yeah. It's, it's a great it's a great way to you know really change the seasons. I agree. 
Very beautiful. It's nice. Well, I think, uh, is that it for our sports then? I think that'll wrap us up for episode 318 of the Tony's Take Podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Thank you. And Tony Katz. Yes, thanks for listening. See you later.